Corinthians chapter 6. You know, as we, <coughs> we look at this, and we talked about time last week, we are given our time, and now we have our life. Yes, sir? No, amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. 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 That's good. I always, always thank God because <clears throat> it's a, it's a miracle. When someone decides to visit our church, you know, what, what brings them to our church? You know, because, <laughs> amen, amen, that's right, that's right, amen, amen, that's right. You know, <clears throat> I, I had a, I had a professor, a college professor one day taught, um, was teaching on how to start a church in Bible college, and he and he said this. He said this to uh, our class. He says, um, "You have a you're starting a brand new church." He says, "What can you offer somebody coming to your church that they can't get somewhere else?" <clears throat> because other places have the truth too, and other places, yeah, they may differ a little bit here or there, but ultimately they have the truth. So what, what can you offer that no one else can offer? Love. That's right, because every single person is asking for that. Whether they know it or not, they want it. They want love, and they want acceptance. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Oh, amen. 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 It's true, though. It's true. Everybody wants love, and everybody wants acceptance. And if you come into a church, and you don't feel loved, and you don't feel accepted, you won't visit again. And it's up to us to make people feel that way. Because people need to feel that they are accepted in here. You, I'm... <coughs> And you say, what do you mean accepted? That we're friendly to them. Talk to them. And I think you guys do a good job. I really do. Because those visitors are the lifeblood. Adding to the lifeblood of this church. Because you guys are the lifeblood. Right? Amen. And we need to add to the lifeblood of this church. <clears throat> And new people are that lifeblood, right? That's right. Amen. That's right. You know, and as we go about this thing, how important it is as a church to, to do it together, to work together. You was talking about it in Sunday school, talked a little bit about it in, in 11 o'clock, how important it is to work together in unity. 
working together in unity to reach people for the cause of Christ. Keeping people out of hell. Never, 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 never stop letting the light of Jesus Christ reign and rule and shine. Simple, 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 simple song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hallelujah, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Well, I won't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. won't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. won't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. We need to do that on an individual basis, letting our life shine. But ultimately, we need to let our church lights shine together. Together. How bright is a light with one candle? How bright is a light with 30 or 40 candles? Shining. Hey! Hey, sinner! Listen to the loving call. Come on. Come to Jesus. Where would I be without that light shining? Where would you be had you not seen the light? Somebody shined to you. Whether it was a family member, whether it was a preacher, or whatever it was, but somebody shone the light to you saying, come here. I'd be lost on my way to hell had it not been for the light shining in somebody's life. And so would you. If it were not full light. Amen? Amen. <coughs> I didn't have nothing to do with my sermon, but. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 6, let's read a couple verses here. If you will stand with me, if you can, and verse number 19. The Bible says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have, I have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. And you're in your spirit, which are God's. That's right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for every single individual that's here tonight. Thank you for them choosing to be here. I pray that you'd use me in spite of me. I pray that you'd give me the words to say, the ability to say it. But Lord, also, I pray that you'd fill me with your unction to preach what you would have me to preach. And in the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And thank you. you. May be seated. So just a couple introductory thoughts. The Bible says in the third epistle of John, third John, and verse number two, 
He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. I think it's important that we understand that our health is important to the cause of Christ. Why is, it, why is our health important to the cause of Christ, you say? is because of this. Without our health, how can we reach people with the gospel? Without our health, you say, why is that important? Because it's important for us to reach people with the gospel, but if we don't have our health, how can we reach people with the gospel? There are some principles, just as we look at this, is uh, some principles to apply to life. Couple principles. Get rest. Get rest. Stay, stay uh, rested up. It's important. If you need rest, get some rest. If you need rest, hey, the Bible says that we can rest in the Lord. We can rest in the Lord, rest in His promises. But it is important to take care of you. Make sure that you take care of your body. Make sure that you take care of it so that God can use you as a vessel to be used of Him. Get some rest. Right? My, uh, Alyssa, Alyssa thinks uh, sleep is a waste of time. She does. She hates to take a nap. She hates to rest. She, she, the whole house would be sleeping at nap time except for Alyssa. And there she is, refusing to sleep. Because she don't like it. But you know what? I probably didn't like it when I was her, her age either. But I like rest time. Your body needs rest. And it needs the proper amount of sleep too. You say, why? Because your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to God. How am I treating my temple that God has given me? I get one body. One shot at this thing. How am I treating this body? If I need sleep, I need to go to sleep. They say average they, that you need 8 to 10 hours of sleep a night. I'm not going to ask you how many of you get 8 to 10 hours of sleep a night. <coughs> but you need to make sure that your body gets the right rest. You need to make sure that you eat right. You know, there's there are people that are diabetic. You need to make sure that you take care of your sugar. Because if you lose control of that battle, you can lose control of a lot of things in your life. And if you're not diabetic, you still need to eat right. Because why? Your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. Right? I need to eat right. I need to sleep right. Because this is my body. I only have it for one shot, and I need to be able to reach people with the gospel. But how can I reach people with the gospel if I'm stuck inside my house? And my health is so deteriorated that I can't help anybody. Now, I'm not trying to be critical of any single person that's stuck in their house and their, their health is deteriorated. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm just, hey, let's make sure that we take care of our bodies. Make sure that you take care of your body that God has given you. Steward your health. Make sure you take care of what God has given you. Because you only got one shot at it. And then we'll fly out of here and get a glorified body. A perfect body. 
Huh? <clears throat> you said, I thought you, you were already thinking you had the perfect body. I'm sorry, you don't. God will get you one. Sorry, Brother Larry. But your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Just as a couple introductory thoughts, it's important that we take care of that. Make sure that you put places, things in your life to make sure that you take care of your body. This Texas heat will take it out of you quick. And will you get overheated in just a minute if you don't watch out. Take care of your body. Take care of your body. <clears throat> right? All right. Now to the thought. Take your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter, nine, chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. Our bodies are the temple of God. Our bodies, if you are a born again believer, your body will always be the temple of God. We need to treat it that way. We need to treat it that way. So we're going to take a look at Elijah. God's provision for Elijah. Three different thoughts from Elijah. Three different things here. So if you have your Bible in 1 Kings chapter 19. And let's begin reading. In verse number 1. The Bible says, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and withal how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a, a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as good as, as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that he, and when he saw that he arose and went for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. But he went himself, I mean, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down unto the, uh, under the juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die, and said, is it, is it enough now, O God, take away my life, for I am now better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said, Arise and eat. We'll stop here and just give you a couple thoughts here concerning this, uh, this story. How important it is to take care of your body. How important it is as we look at our life. Number one, we need to find solitude. We need to find some solitude. Look in verse number 14. Elijah, in the midst of all the trouble that was going on in his life, where did he go? He went a day's journey into the wilderness under the juniper tree. Elijah was not a man of half-hearted effort. For years he had invested himself completely into the service of God. But he was now spiritually spent. He was completely spent. Elijah had reached the point of spiritual, emotional, and physical. It had all been depleted. And he needed time to recuperate. And there are times in your life when you need to simply unplug and recuperate. Find some time for some solitude. Find some time for you to get alone with Almighty God and just spend time with Him. I believe there are times there are Christians who will get out of the fight. There are Christians who will stop going to church. 
simply because they do not find the time to unplug and find some solitude. It is important to take time with God. Solitude is solitude foreign to our vocabulary. Before you hit rock bottom, take time to uh, unplug and find and renew our strength and hope in the Lord. If anybody has ever been discouraged, disheartened, felt like you hit rock bottom, at that moment, you need to find some solitude. And not going under the juniper tree to weep all by yourself, but going under the juniper tree to renew your strength. And renew your strength with God. Because whether, if you have been through a battle, if you've been through a fight, you know what you need? To renew your strength. The Bible says that, that, uh, <coughs> that we'll, he'll renew our strength and you shall mount up like wings of eagles when he renews our strength. Because you and I, there's times when our strength is depleted. Elijah was at a place in his life he was depleted. He didn't have anywhere else to go. But where did he go? He unplugged and he sat underneath the juniper tree to get strength. Not from the juniper tree, but from God. And it's important that us, in this room, we do that. When we experience something that's tough. Go find some solitude. Go spend some time with God. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a place? Do you have a place where you meet with God? Your place of solitude? Your place like the juniper tree? Sadly enough, a lot of us don't have a place. But we need to get a place where we can get under and just spend time with God. When our health is depleted, when we feel weak, when we feel like we can't make it, when we feel that our, our spiritual strength is gone, we need to be renewed. Why do, why do, why do places that you work for give you vacation? So you can take off, time off and what? Rest and rejuvenate and get back to work, right? We can't take vacation from God. Right? But what, we, what if we do, if we unplug, when I say unplug, I mean unplug from all these, all, all, all this, everything that's going on in our life. Unplug and plug into the Lord. And let him renew our strength. Find time to have solitude. Just you and God. You, me, and God. Just like Elijah did. Elijah found that time. He found that rest. He found that rest. <coughs> Number one, 
You need to find solitude like Elijah. Number two, you need to find rest. Bible says, and as he lay and slept under a juniper tree. How could he sleep in the midst of all that taking going on? It may sound unspiritual, but Elijah needed sleep. He needed good, solid rest, and God built us the same way. We need sleep, and we, uh, when we neglect this basic necessity, this basic need in our life, we find ourselves feeling overwhelmed and defeated and running half and half on empty. Uh, and we need to make sure that we take the God's prescription that, that Elijah gave, and Elijah was able to take some a time and find some solitude with God. Elijah was able to go and rest underneath the juniper tree. It is important as we take care of our bodies that we find solitude and we make sure that we have rest. Just rest. Sometimes we just need to rest. Then number three, we need to receive nourishment. We need to receive nourishment. Look in verse number 5. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, the angel, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise, and what? Eat. And he looked, and beheld, there was a cake, bacon on the coals, and a cruise of, of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he rose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. So he got enough nourishment to take him forty days and forty nights to Mount Horeb? Huh? It's important that we get nourishment. Now I'm going to say this and I mean it. We need food. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> Every one of us need food on a daily basis to survive. But the food I'm talking about is right here. We need to get hungry for the Word of God. What's our nourishment? Right here. You can listen to preaching all you want. 